You are listening to Social Media Decoded, a podcast dedicated to helping entrepreneurs and business owners simplify social media and thrive online. We provide actionable information that you can use and see results. I'm your host, Michelle Thames, and let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Social Media Decoded Podcast, the number one podcast to help you understand social media better so that you grow your business, get more clients, and monetize. And today, I'm excited. You all know I always get excited when we have special guests, and I'm talking to my girl, Megan, and we're going to be talking about public relations and all the things. And so thank you, Megan, so much for joining the Social Media Podcast. How are you today? I'm doing so great. Thank you for having me on, and I'm really excited to talk all things PR. Yes, yes. So definitely let us know a little bit more about you and how did you get started in PR in your amazing business? I've been doing this for about 22 years. So when I was in college back in the day, um, I had a couple of different internships that were public relations internships. They were actually entertainment focused. And so after college, I went to school in upstate New York and I moved to Los Angeles and I thought I wanted to work in celebrity PR. And after a couple of months and one internship that I did right, actually, actually I did it right before I graduated college. I did celebrity PR and I didn't like it. And I realized that I wanted to work more with products and services and experts and stuff like that. Well, it's funny because now we do represent some, we've worked with celebrities in the past and experts. Um, but I don't know. I just like got into it. I fell into it. I interviewed with somebody who was looking for an assistant to learn about consumer um, products. And I started out part-time. And within like a couple of weeks, I'd completely fallen in love with it and had such a knack for pitching the media. And I understood how the whole thing worked. And I've been doing it ever since. So this is a passion that I've had for like half of my life. Wow. Just pretty crazy. Years. That is yeah. Such great experience. And yeah. I love your story too, because it's like sometimes we may not even know like what we want to go into and explore different areas. And then it's like, oh, we think we want to work with celebrities or maybe not. So I'm really glad that you shared that story and like just the background of, you know, how to really get started in PR. But I want to talk about public relations and social media because sometimes yes. people think that they're the same thing. So can you explain what is public relations? Okay. And yeah, I mean, they, they are not the same thing. They do work very well together. Um, public relations is basically third party editorial endorsement. So as a publicist, if I'm working for your brand, let's say that you have a skincare line, I'm the one that pitches your brand, spreads the word, spreads the key messaging and reaches out to the top editors, producers, um, you know, writers at all the top media outlets. So let's say if it's a beauty brand, I'm going to reach out to Allure, the Today Show, Glamour, Pop Sugar, Well and Good, things like that. And I'll be talking about the brand via email in a very compelling short pitch that I send to the media about your brand. And then I keep pitching them until they're interested. And once I generate interest for them to try the sample, I send them a sample, they try it. And if they like it after I do intensive follow-up, then they cover it editorially, which is free. So it's not paid. And that's, people even get advertising more confused with PR because ads, you might pay $3,500 for one ad in a small magazine and get no 
return. You might get coverage in that one ad, but you might not get any sales. And you might pay that same retainer to a PR agency for one month and they could get you, you know, five to 15 PR placements that are all authentic. They're not paid for because it's just the media trying out stuff that we're sending them and then they're covering it based on if they like it or not. So it's really that third party endorsement that makes consumers want to purchase a product or service because they're seeing somebody else cover it with a, they're biased obviously on how they feel, but it's not something where they've been paid to do it. They're doing it out of their own, it's their own opinion, their own beliefs. That makes sense. Oh, no, that was a good breakdown too. And there are a lot of, you know, on Instagram, we get pitched by some of these people who are like, oh, I can get you an entrepreneur magazine for this amount of money. So you're saying that those are like paid endorsements to be in a magazine versus natural and regular PR is just, it's not paid. And you are building relationships with these networks. You are building relationships with the media to get your clients in front of more people. So yes, if somebody's asking you to pay to be an entrepreneur, they probably are like a freelance writer that is not doing what they're supposed to do. And that's sort of the same issue with Forbes too. There's hundreds of writers for Forbes and some of them, they try to charge you for articles, but I've never, ever once had a client pay for anything in Forbes. It's all just us pitching them. They're interested. They do an article or an interview and then it's, it's covered. So yeah. Yes. I love that. And so while we're on the topic of PR, how does PR fit into a small business owner's marketing strategy? So we might have small business owners and many founders listen to the podcast, maybe many service providers too, but how does the PR piece really fit into the marketing strategy? It fits into the marketing strategy because, well, first of all, if you're a small business and you have a small budget, PR is the best bang for your buck. I mean, obviously you want to do social media, which is something you could do in-house if you don't have the funds to outsource it, do it yourself. And if you don't have the means to do your own public relations, it really is the most cost-effective because rather than targeting one specific outlet that you're going to pay for, we're casting a huge wide net and focusing on national media to coverage you in all different ways and all different capacities with that editorial. So I always recommend all three, you know, you should do social media, advertising, and PR if you have the money to spend because synergistically they all work so well hand in hand. But if you only have, you know, the budget for one or two, social media and PR is, those are the most effective. Yeah. Oh, yes. I think. And again, I'm glad you said that. Hey, sometimes we may have to start out doing social media ourselves. It doesn't have to be so daunting and such a huge task. It can be something that you can manage. It can be something that you can obviously get a VA or social media managers to help you with. But do know that there is strategy involved. But I do agree that having PR is a really great, especially for product-based brands, right? There's new cookies always coming out, a new soda water coming out. Maybe you came out with some bowls or something. But again, there's you want to be able to get your product in front of media. Like here we have like WGN TV. I remember me and my husband were on there and we were talking about our um, sports and our sports clinic that we were doing. But now we were able to get in front of a whole new set of people that I probably wouldn't have been able to get in front of if I didn't have like a PR connection. So just those are some things to think about. Like social media can take you so far, but public relations and public relations professionals have these amazing relationships. Okay. That's what you're really, really investing in is those relationships because it's going to take a long time to build relationships with the media. Um, and you, you guys do it. I mean, you do it so effortlessly. So that's, you know, that's what we yeah, do. And that's it's- why people hire you. 
it's brand credibility. So with social media, it's great. You can promote your brand all you want, but it won't give you the credibility of, you know, as seen on the Today Show in, you know, or with Joe, with, with Hoda and Jenna on their favorite things, you know, like if you have that to put on your website or, you know, featured in Pop Sugar or, you know, that's, that gives you the credibility so that consumers know that you're legit, you're the real deal, and that it's not just the brand pushing themselves. It's other people that like your product or your Ooh. service or whatever it is. That's so good because the holidays are coming up too. The holidays are coming up. So it's definitely the time. So I want yes. to talk about rejection because obviously as a PR professional, you know, there's a lot of no's and all of that. But how have you turned those rejections into stepping stones and how can entrepreneurs turn those rejections into stepping stones when it comes to personal and professional growth? I get no's every day, all the time. In fact, I got a big no today from a producer about one, something I was pitching. And so at least from a PR perspective, what I did was, is I pitched them on another brand. I said, oh, well, are you working on something with this? Because we do have something that would fit this story. So turning things around, or if you're a brand and you have a product and they say no to one product, we'll pitch something else from the line. Or if they say no, um, find somebody else from that outlook. That's another thing I do. If somebody from the Today Show says no, I'll reach out to another producer there. You just never know who's going to say no and who's going to say yes. And I get no's all the time. And I still, unless they say never reach out to me again, you know, I'm blocking you. I keep them on my list and I try other angles. Uh, it's funny because years back, we worked with a brand that was a silicone scar treatment. It was the first one that came out on the market and it was this patch that you put over your scars and it really helped. And we've been pitching the same SKU, the same product for months and months and months. And finally, we needed to get like, we, we wanted to move the meter and get some real brand awareness. And so the founder of the company said, well, it also can help with wrinkles if you leave it on overnight for your neck and your decollete. And so we pitched it as a great product to help with wrinkles overnight and Real Simple covered it. So, you know, it's like spinning the wheel, finding different ways to just get your brand out there, whether it's breaking news, whether it's something that's topical, something fluffy, or just something really out there. We try, we try everything. Ooh, so the stories are really important too. Like if the founder per se has a really great story, how yes. do you like take their story and create different angles as well? So I heard you talking about, you know, flipping it. So maybe it could be like, they don't want, you know, like you said, one product in the line, but they want another. So how does the story come into play of the founder? Of the founder, you can flip it pretty easily depending on, you know, how much knowledge the founder, uh, you know, has. For example, we have a cybersecurity expert that we're working with. Uh, the first thing we pitched was deep fakes, uh, AI, deep fake scams. Well, then October popped up. October is National Cybersecurity Awareness Month. So we're pitching that. Uh, that could get stale. So, you know, next week we're going to pitch a different angle offering him uh, about different AI scams when you're doing investing and investment fraud. So we just, you know, you brainstorm with the client or you look and see what's what's topical. And then you say to the client, is this something you could speak to? So we're always keeping our fingers on the pulse of what's going on in the news. And sometimes I'll send a client something and say, you've got to speak about this right now because it's topical. So it's just constantly coming up with different angles. All the time, different angles. I All the that. time. All the time. That's what PR is, coming up with different angles. Yes. So there may be some business owners who are listening who may not be able to afford a PR agency. What are some 
DIY PR tips that you can give some business owners that may be listening today? Yeah, I would say um, the first thing is, is you've got to have a list of media to pitch to, because if you really do want to promote yourself, then you need to get the media contacts. There's different databases that you can subscribe to and they're pricey, but it's probably still, I don't know if it would end up being less than hiring a firm. Some of these databases are expensive, but there's Scission, there's Muckrack, and it's a database that you you would subscribe to and it'll basically, you would say, oh, I'm looking for all the beauty editors that write for the top websites. And you just press a button and it gives you everybody's name and their email addresses. So that's the first thing I would do is subscribe to a service so that if you really want to do this yourself. Now, it's not easy because you have to have the skill to be able to write the pitch. That's the next thing I would recommend is you got to have a very compelling pitch about your brand. The subject line is key. So you want to have something that will immediately make people want to open up your email in the subject line. So that's the first thing. And the second thing is, is in your first few sentences of your email pitch, you want to put in whatever's compelling that's going to get them to want to try the product because chances are they're only going to read about one paragraph. And then the other thing that's important is to put a beautiful picture in that, you know, is breathtaking that they're going to look at your product and say, I want that. So we put a really nice image in the background. And after that, I would say, you know, you've got to have a compelling pitch. You've got to have a good list of media contacts. And the main thing is following up and just continuing to pitch and pitch and pitch. And if you get a bite, follow up, follow up, follow up. Have you tried the product? What do you think? Can you cover it? They'll say no, not yet. Or I've tried it. I don't know yet. And then a couple of weeks later, you follow up again and you keep following up or giving them ideas. Like, you know, it's it's October Breast Cancer Awareness Month. This brand actually supports this by doing X, Y, and Z. So there's just always different ways to, to make it happen. Um, you just have to like stay on your feet. <laughs> As it sounds like a lot of following up, a lot of consistency, and a lot of thinking about the different ways that your product may be able to fit into different seasons and the different themes, the different things that are going on like in today. So thank you for explaining that. I think that was a very good list for anyone who is thinking about pitching themselves to the media and thinking about really going deeper when it comes to getting your brand in front of more people. When I tell you I love media, I love magazines, I love this way of marketing because social media can only get you so far. And I know there's some people listening here who love social media. And y'all know I love social media. The podcast is called Social Media Decoded. But I've also worked with PR professionals just like Megan because I know that me being an expert, I'm coming out with a book. There's a lot of different things. I want to get in front of different audiences. So sometimes you may have to go outside of what you know or feel comfortable with to get new results. So thank you so much for sharing those amazing tips. And I know that it will help someone today. Oh, good. Yes. So this next part of the podcast is one of my favorites. It is the books and resources section. So have there been any books or resources that have helped you along your entrepreneur journey that you would like to share with any of the listeners here today that you think would help them? I would say as far as resources, um, you know, I, I personally read Muckrack, which is what we subscribe to. And it's the service where we get all of the stuff it gives us all, it provides all of the people that we're going to pitch to. So it gives us news daily on what's going on in the media. Um, but as far as for you all, what you would run want to read, I think if you're a brand or a service, um, important thing is to subscribe to some really top lifestyle sites and see what they're doing 
with the brands. Um, I recommend, and this is going to sound light and fluffy, but Pop Sugar, Well and Good. Um, read them, see what they're covering, see what they're doing editorial. That will give you ideas. If you have a product and you're trying to develop a brand, you can see what the competition is at. Um, it's also really important um, to look at some trades. Like I read the beauty independent because we do have a lot of beauty clients and it tells us about breaking beauty trends and things. So that also gives me ideas um, on how to pitch. And it really depends on what the client is, what I'm going to be reading and researching. But if it's some sort of obscure topic, then I'll go and I'll look at a bunch of articles sort of really related to that. So, um, and then as far as general news, I always read the week just because it summarizes everything very quickly and you don't have to read a bunch of different sites. Um, you know, stay up to, uh, to date on current events. Um, I'm sorry, I don't have one go-to Bible that I read, but it's just like a number of different things that I pay attention to every day. Oh, no, those are some good resources. And we'll definitely make sure that we take advantage of that because we love resources here on the Social Media Decoded Podcast. So thank you so much for sharing those. Sure. This has been a really great episode and oh, so many gems were dropped. If you love this episode, make sure you tag me on Instagram at Michelle L. Thames and let me know what you thought about today's episode and any gems or takeaways that you got about PR that you may not have known before. But before we head out today, Megan, I would love if you could share where we can find you online, where we can follow you, where we can get more information about working with you and your amazing business. Yes. Or even if you just need to run something by me and get some advice, um, you can check out our website at lightyearsahead.com or you can email me personally at Megan, M-E-G-A-N, at lightyearsahead.com. Yes. And we'll make sure we put all that information down below in the show notes so you can get in touch with Megan. Thank you again so much for coming on the Social Media Decoded podcast and giving some PR gems. And I'm glad we debunked that social media and PR are not the same thing. So now we can know that they're not the same things and really know how we can use both of them in our marketing strategy. So thank you so much, Megan. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. It was so fun. Yes. And we will talk to you all in the next one. Peace. Thank you so much for being a listener of the Social Media Decoded Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. I hope that you got some gems. If you got some gems, make sure to tag me on Instagram at Michelle L. Thames and share those gems with me. I cannot wait to talk to you all in the next one.